Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome to a new episode of the Literally Me podcast. I don't know what podcast episode number this is. 13? But I think 14. 14? I'm not sure. I'm not sure. But we're back once again after a little break. My name is Dino, and I'm joined by my boy Tristan. Yes, sir. Tristan, how are you? I'm doing good, man. Back to Good to be back on the pod. And... Uh... Yeah, good. Cool to talk about this movie today that uh, that you recommended last week. Hell yeah! Today we're going to talk about Black Dynamite from two thousand and nine, directed by Scott Sanders, starring Michael J. White. Mm-hmm. Very fun film, and I was surprised you haven't seen it yet. I know, I know. Me too. We were just saying off the pod, it, it was so far up my alley. I'm I'm shocked I never got around to it. Hell yeah! We're going to talk about it, but before we do that, we have a couple of news. That Bring it to me. Let me hear yeah. it. Because it's been a while since we recorded last time. So there are a couple things that go a while back, but it's still worth mentioning. So one thing is we have our new Superman. Have you seen this casting? I no? I saw some people posting about it, but I didn't really look into it any further. But I saw mm-hmm. like I, I saw the the hubbub online of people talking about a new Superman. Hell yeah. What's this guy's name? I have to. What, what's. Uh, are they just tired of Henry? What's his head? Cable? Henry Cable? Yeah. Are they just tired of know. him or they're just moving on or was there beef or. They're just moving on. I'm not sure why, but I think they're just rebooting this whole thing, which is a shame. I mean, Henry Cable was a great Superman. I would have loved to even have him in a different universe, just give him one more movie. Well, if if Hollywood continues the way it is, I assure you, we will see him again in a Superman suit, probably in 20 years, but he'll be back in one. Yep. <laughs> I mean, we saw that, but there's definitely like a nostalgia thing going yeah. on right now, so it might continue. But yeah, his name is David Corenswet. Are you okay. familiar with him? How do, what's the last name? Corenswet? Corenswet. Never heard that name ever. He was in Pearl, if you've seen that. Oh, he was film. in Pearl? He was. I haven't seen it yet, but he was. I saw him in that Hollywood miniseries on Netflix. And he was great in that. So that's how I'm familiar with him. Okay. Trying to see if I can um, pull him. Oh, yeah. I I do remember this guy in Pearl. Mm -hmm. He looks very similar to Henry Cavill. A little bit. Yeah. He's kind of. He, he, I know he, and he's gonna be coming up in a. Uh, they're doing a sequel to Twister. Sorry, I don't mean to go off on a new thing, but he's gonna be in a sequel to Twister that they're doing that comes out next year. Dude, yeah, that's just, crazy. Oh, interesting. The cast: Daisy Edgar Jones, Glenn Powell. Look at that budget! My God, two hundred million dollars for Twisters. For Twisters. That's crazy. But it's Lee Isaac Chung directing. He did Minari, which... Oh, he did do Minari? I have faith in him, yeah. Oh, wow. That's a really interesting next step. It could... I mean, honestly, seeing that director, I, I'm kind of down. No, that gives it like a whole new kind of level of credibility, I think. Mm-hmm. But that's insane. $200 million is insane. Yep, for Twister. Absolutely crazy. 
let's see how that turns out. That's wild. Anyway, mm-hmm. um, how is the community liking the new Superman guy? Are people fucking with him or not I really? I think it's split. A lot of people are missing Henry Cavill and are mad that he's gone, which I yeah. understand. But a lot of people are excited, which I also understand. I'm excited. Like, he seems like a good actor. Like I said, and I watched that Hollywood show. And he was great in that. So cool. I have faith in him and I have faith in James Gunn. I'm excited. Oh, yeah. And oh, yeah, Crypto's cool. going to be in it. Like, his dog. Oh, really? Yeah, he's going to be in it, which I'm excited for. <laughs> That's fun. That's fun. William. And there's... That's just a really small thing, but I'm going to mention it because you talked about this film a couple of weeks ago. They're making Good Burger 2. Are they really? They're making a sequel to it, yeah. It was announced hey, a couple of days ago. You, you said the, the golden word just like two minutes ago, nostalgia. I mean, mm-hmm. um, that's, that's, that's fucking cool. Um, it's, oh, I'm Still haven't seen the first one. Oh, really? You got to see it. It's... Mm-hmm. it's um, it's like an iconic kind of, at least from back then. I don't know if it'll hold up now. I'm sure it would for people who saw it then. Mm-hmm. Um, but for a first time watch, it might just be like, this is so stupid. But uh, yeah, the movie is, is freaking awesome. And um, that's cool that they're making another. I, I I don't know. I feel less stoked about it than I thought I would be now that I'm thinking about it more. But that is cool they're making it. I just, I hope they don't, you know, ruin it. Yeah understandable but i i mean it could be fun i don't know who's directing i didn't look too much into it i just saw a headline and i was like oh i'm gonna tell tristan yeah we we got some uh fella named phil trail um Mm -hmm. directing it he directed the uh critically acclaimed award-winning film all about steve with sandra bullock and uh well, what's his name? Steve, uh, is that Steve Zahn or was that uh, Bradley Cooper? Bradley Cooper. I'm not familiar with this film. Oh, okay. Then I was joking. It's not uh, award winning, but uh, it was like a, uh, it was like a comedy, like a, from uh, maybe like 2008, nine, seven, around there. What's it called? All About Steve. The title sounds familiar. He's like a news guy, like a kind of like a not like Nightcrawler, oh, but more. Yeah, yeah. I, yep. I've and she's just that, like but... obsessed with him mm-hmm. and follows him around and stalks him and stuff. But yeah. The letterbox ratings are something else. What's the number we got on there? 2.6, 2.7, 2. 2.0. Whoa. Yep. Yeah. That's, yeah. That's so anyway, so anyway, um, you're not to say that that's you know that he's not uh, down to make a better movie, but that's uh, that's mm-hmm. the guy we got working with, um, with this. But that's cool, man. Shout out to mm-hmm. Good Burger and shout out to Keenan and Kel. Yeah. Did you ever watch Keenan and Kel the show? I've seen like clips here and there. Same for Good Burger, but I've never watched. I've, like okay. properly watched it definitely definitely worth a watch like they were they, that that was super funny like nickelodeon at that time was so funny and they had mm-hmm. like they had like all that which was essentially like snl but for like kids kind of mm-hmm. nickelodeon was going off but keenan and kel was a great one from that from that period hell yeah i gotta check it out yeah it's a good watch for sure 
especially before Good Burger two comes up. Watch some Keenan and Cal. Watch Good Burger yep. one, and uh, and get Legend yourself right. Hell yeah. And then there's one more news thing I want to talk about, and I'm sure you've heard about this one. The Coen brothers are reuniting for a new script. No, I didn't hear that actually. Didn't? They're, no. I'm not sure if they're they're gonna direct this like together. Yeah. Badline just said they're gonna reunite they're gonna be reuniting for the script. It's rumored to be another neo-noir film. Hell yeah. Which they do best. Not sure if they're gonna like direct it together, but that's great news. I mean, they haven't made yeah. a film together in like six years. Would it was did they do the Ballad of Buster Scruggs yeah. together? I think that was the last one before they. Yeah, that's like yeah, that's like five years ago. I think yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. So there's no inform. I just I just looked it up as well. Mm-hmm. Doesn't look like there's any information in regards to like you said if they would. Um would direct it but uh i'm super excited man that's super cool mm. yep me too they did some of the best new noir films and i'm excited to be, to see what they they make now now that one of them had a little break yep come back refreshed rejuvenated yep. exactly absolutely yeah do you have any more news you want to talk about not really the only thing that i really noticed was like the official trailer um that dropped the other day for um killers of the flower moon i know you said that you were gonna try to not watch i didn't watch it yeah did you did you say that when they dropped like a little teaser you're gonna like avoid watching it yeah did you tell me that okay um but that just came out Mm -hmm. and uh i did watch it like two days ago and um it looks pretty sweet i cannot lie i'm pretty excited for this movie to come out um yeah and i won't won't say anything more for to to uh to uh you know to 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 keep the mystery alive for you but um but there's some cool things that are in there that uh i haven't seen like some of these actors do before necessarily so i'm super excited me too i'm very excited and i saw a couple of screenshots because people this is the first time that people sent me shots to post from a from a trailer really yeah because sometimes people send me like shots like hey could you post this shot yeah i always try to like i put them in my folder and when i get to them yeah i find like a great match Yeah. yeah but yeah people sent me a couple of shots from that trailer and i saw them and it looks very cool it looks That's awesome. All it I'm looks gonna, awesome. If there's a trailer in the cinema, I'm going to watch it, obviously. I'm not going to close my eyes and walk out. Mm. But then I see it on the big screen, which is cool. But the film drops on Apple TV Plus, that's, so I don't think... That's right. I think, I mean, I don't know if that'll maybe just be like a U- U.S. thing, but there will for sure be a theater release as well. There's yeah. no way Limited Scorsese time. doesn't... Exactly. There's no way he doesn't mm-hmm. get that in a theater um we only get those in big cities over here so there's like berlin and then munich and then maybe another city but usually where i live we don't get those i see i see okay but yeah it looks cool and uh and you do get a glimpse in the trailer of uh 
of Brendan Fraser for the first time in, in that Hell film. Yeah. So that was cool. Yeah, it's a very, very brief moment, but that was cool to see him in a Scorsese flick. They're saving that one. Yeah, they, oh, they know. Yep. They know the Brendan yep. Renaissance uh, is, uh, is in that full steam right now. Absolutely. Well deserved. And honestly, because I, I still have the Wikipedia up here of Twisters, so mm -hmm. I just keep looking at it sort of like to the right of like our video thing. Yep. And now I think tonight I kind of want to watch Twister again. I've never seen the first one. Oh, it's cool. I, I haven't seen it in like ages, but I remember it was super cool. And then Universal Studios here in Florida. And I, I think they had it in the one in, in California as well, but for sure in the one in Orlando, they had like a Twister ride where you essentially like walk through like it's like a walking so it's not like a ride but then you get into a room and you watch this twister like it's like you're in a house watching it through a window and all of a sudden like you see a cow flying by the room is like like spinning or shaking like the floor I've seen drops. Videos of that. yeah it's pretty sweet um but now i'm just like wow i haven't seen twister since i was probably like i don't know three years old or something mm -hmm. and uh maybe a little older than that but i was like damn i kind of want to rewatch this was Sharknado a parody of Twisters? Uh, Twister? I think Sharknado Twister. was just like... I mean, I guess, but it, I don't think it was like a full-on parody of it. Whereas like Twister is like about a group of people who are like... They're like storm chasers. So they're okay. like going out to like try to find the great storms and shit. Yep. Sharknado, I think, was just like, oh my god, there's sharks flying around outside. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um but maybe there was a couple i'm sure there was probably a couple uh moments that were maybe you know winks at or or whatever for sure i need to watch twister yeah it's cool i like i said i think i might i think i might throw that bitch on tonight hell yeah hell yeah and then i have one more thing it's not news but it's a message from our great friend roop oh i spoke to him the other day actually yeah did you yeah, he DM me. He well, I'll see what to hear what he says, and then I'll mm -hmm. I'll 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 you know continue on if it's not okay. Good, you know. So he was in, of course, in our Green Knight episode, great <laughs> friend of the pod, and he was on vacation. He came back and he watched the celebration. Okay, that's what I was gonna say. Yeah. Yes. Okay, he's a big fan of the director. He hasn't seen this one yet, but he found it. He watched it. He loved it. Mm -hmm. that's why i just wanted to tell you like we got someone to watch it and he he liked it a lot hell yeah yeah he he messaged me he's like he said he was listening to the pod and then he mm -hmm. paused it like right before we got to our discussion and immediately put on uh festa the celebration and um and he's like man this movie was unbelievable he's like and and it's it's cool because he's like he's like if you didn't know it was vinterberg you would think it was just some lars von trier like mm -hmm. him and his usual fuckery but yep. um I'm, I'm super glad that he watched it and everyone should go see that movie it is uh it's unsettling especially for those who need their succession fix it'll give it to you very mm -hmm. slightly as i said hell yeah that's super cool but there was one more thing did you talk to anything else like was there a discussion about because he then messaged me and then talked about your recent obsession with documentaries no i don't think i i have talked to him about that it okay. was just about festin because then 
this wouldn't be as crazy because I thought maybe he told you about this, but he then, like, like I said, talked about your recent, recent obsession. And then he told me what his favorite documentary film of all time was. What is it? You should watch it. What is it? And it's called Dear Zachary. Dude. Yeah. Dude, I, I watched it yesterday. That's the crazy thing. Like I said, this is the most coincidental <laughs> podcast. He told me about it. I told him, like, I'm going to tell him when we record tomorrow. I go to Letterboxd a few hours later and saw you watched it. <laughs> the exact same day, a couple hours later. I'm not shitting. That's crazy. That's yep. insane. Yeah. Um, you should so definitely watch it. That's a great, like you said, the biggest, there's no podcast out there with more coincidences than literally me. This mm -hmm. happens week after week. Um, but because you, you talked to him, I thought maybe he told you and that's why you no, watched it. No, not at all. We we only talked about the celebration and, and that was it. Um, that's, that's insane. But Dear Zachary is a really really uh really good documentary and like really will get a very intense physical reaction out of you yeah he told yeah. me to watch it yeah and i definitely will if i find it highly recommend over here where did i watch that on i think i watched it prime but i guess it's not the same yeah prime mm -hmm. but i don't know if I it's the same nation or, or worldwide for prime mm -hmm. probably not i'll find it somehow i'll definitely watch it Oh yeah. Well, what if what have you been watching over the last uh, you know week or so? Mm -hmm. uh, let me look it up. Well, I did. I rewatched the rest of the Indiana Jones films, and then I watched Dial of Destiny. Yeah. So tell me about it. Well, I'm glad we're recording this a couple. I think over a week after I watched it. Let the feelings digest a bit. Yep. Yep. Because I was very sad, unfortunately. Yeah, and still? I mean, it's not as bad. It's not a bad film. Absolutely not. It's totally watchable. It has a lot of cool moments. It just never captured that Indiana Jones Spirit. adventure feeling. Yeah. And that's sad because it just <laughs> felt like one chase scene after the next chase scene from one location to the next. There just wasn't enough of that childlike adventure that I love yeah. from the Indiana Jones films. And do you still get that when you watch the original three? 100%. Okay. I rewatched them beforehand and there's just so much fun. I have so much fun with them. And you can really feel, I'm, listen, I'm not saying Spielberg is the only one who can touch Indiana Jones. I'm more than like happy if other people try and put their own spin to it. Yeah. But you can just feel the lack of that Spielberg. Yeah. Feeling, yeah. Which I think with Indiana Jones, it's just missing. You need that, that fun and that adventure. This was, it was a good action film, but it wasn't Indiana Jones. Right. And especially for someone who's so connected to it, that can be yeah. quite a letdown. Yep. I mean, Harrison Ford killed it. Matt Mickelson is fantastic as the villain. The opening act feels very Indiana Jones, but the rest, not that much. Damn. But not a bad film. It's just okay, which is kind of more heartbreaking to me. Yeah. 
that's mm-hmm. yeah where it's just like oh there is potential here that was just not met yep. essentially yep. Mm-hmm. that's today well anything that made you happy that you saw over the last couple of weeks or a week uh well i watched asteroid city last night and your thoughts that was it was good it was yeah it was a lot of fun not my favorite wes anderson but it's a lot of fun it's very pretty i love the setting yeah of it. and it's yeah i liked it where where would you rank it in the wes anderson canon of films at this point kind of middle middle tier it, it seems from your reaction probably upper middle there's still okay. a couple like more like bought a rocket Be- and between what movies do you think you would put it in I think, well, Bottle Rocket, Moonrise Kingdom, and the Grand Budapest Hotel are like my first three. Mm-hmm. Not sure about, I think Moonrise the Kingdom rest, is yeah. number one, but I'm not sure how I'd rank them. But yeah. I think Asteroid City would be the fourth place. Oh, that's not bad at all. Yeah. It's it's pretty good, Damn. yeah. Mm-hmm. Damn, okay. Yeah. That's pretty good to me. That, that's mm-hmm. pretty good to be ranked number four. He has, what, like 10 or 11 movies now? Something like yeah, that? Yeah, I think so. And I've seen all of them. Yeah. Well, yeah. that's pretty good. If you've seen all of them and it's better than more than half of them. That's true. I mean, I know my reaction wasn't like, oh, but I'm still processing it. And that's it was true. a lot of fun. So That's awesome. Yeah. I'm looking forward to getting into there and, and, and seeing that as well. Hopefully this week. Mm-hmm. You're watching that soon. Hell yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. And yeah, that's pretty much it. I mean, I watched Super Dark Times, which was interesting. I don't know if you've heard I, yeah, about it. Yeah, I saw you put that on uh, Letterboxd. I'm I'm familiar with the movie, but I've never seen it. And just recently, I was listening to a pod where someone brought it up. And so it kind of mm-hmm. came back on my radar. Yeah, you should check it out. It's very, it's visually great. And it's a very interesting story. So yeah. Is it I kind of twisty? It. Like, are there a lot of twists in what? Or is there a twist in it? There is a twist, but it's more, it's very, you, you should check it out. I don't want to. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'll much. go in blind. It's, it's best to go in blind because I thought it was just going to be like a Stranger Things-esque film. Yeah. But it's, it's different and it's very dark. Damn. So, okay. Yeah. Super mm-hmm. dark. I'm into that. Definitely check it out. But what have you been watching? Yeah. So I've, I've been continuing on with, uh, a whole lot of uh, podca- or, uh, documentaries, and I've seen some pretty fantastic ones. I'm trying to remember where I left off last time, but um, I recently saw one um, <clears throat> that is so a part of like just pop culture, but I never saw it, and mm-hmm. that was the uh, documentary Catfish, which the MTV show was obviously very popular. And I saw that when I was, you know, younger and it was out and, but I never actually saw the original documentary that got them the show. Mm-hmm. Um, and it is really, really good. Um, mm-hmm. Whereas the show feels like very, it, it essentially feels really scripted and it's just like yep. exploitative. Like it just does, it feels fake and trashy and it's nonsense, but the movie is actually really, really good. And you are in it. Like, it's not like a retrospective thing. It is like this dude begins a relationship with this girl that he meets on Facebook because he's a photographer and her like little sister, like drew a painting of one of his photos and sent it to him. So he begins Mm -hmm. a relationship with like the older sister and his brother. And that's Neve, the dude who's like the host of catfish and Mm -hmm. his brother 
and his brother's friend are like, you know, filmmakers and they decide to just film a little documentary on him starting a relationship with someone over the internet. Just mm-hmm. that. And then obviously it gets a little more weird and things aren't adding up and, and they go on this adventure and it's really, really good. Honestly, mm-hmm. I was very much taken aback and really enjoyed it. Have you seen that story? There's also like a Netflix documentary about it, like a miniseries about that football player that was catfish and he had a whole relationship. Manti his- Teo. Yeah. yeah. I haven't seen the doc, I but I remember it vividly when it was like happening out here. <laughs> um and everyone was also died uh, on the same day his grandma died or something yeah it was really weird and but uh, like upon further reading you really see like the dude really was duped like he legitimately thought he was talking to an actual woman um Mm -hmm. but i remember at the time everyone thought he made her up because it was still a new thing like catfishing back then Mm -hmm. and everyone's like oh he made this up like he made it up and then it came out like, no, like he was like fooled. Like he yeah. fell victim to the same exact thing. And it's really sad. I, I should check out the documentary. Um, sure. It's, it's, a net, it's a Netflix three thing. episodes. Yeah. Yeah. I'll, I'll check it out. I'd, I'd be curious to to hear some of the, because I think they interviewed the, the, the person who did it, who captured it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's I'm crazy. Gonna, I'm going to check that out. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm going to check that yeah. shit out. But yeah, I remember when that came out, same kind of thing but very good i highly recommend i don't know if you've seen the show catfish or not but i definitely recommend the pod yeah it's it's like a non-trashy version of the show okay yeah i'll check it it's super cool um and then another thing that i saw that i really enjoyed um is a movie called punishment park have you ever heard of this Mm -hmm. movie i have not it came out in 1971 and it is a fictional documentary mm-hmm. where it's pretty much these uh, a group um well it takes place in like i think it's in like arizona or like somewhere like desert kind of california um mm-hmm. but there are all these like prisoners um who they're prisoners because they're part of like an anti-war group and nixon has like declared like a state of emergency and essentially these prisoners are given the option to either uh, go to jail uh, mm-hmm. like for a long time or they can stay alive and they'll have three days where they'll be hunted in this place called Punishment Park. And they're given like a day head start uh, mm-hmm. or like maybe like half a day or a few hours and these people come on trucks and they're like, okay, halfway through you'll have water. All you have mm-hmm. to do is just make it the three miles to the US flag. And, um, and then they intercut like all the interviews with them too. And it's, it's really, really a interesting movie and very intense as well. Mm-hmm. That sounds insane. I need to it's, check that out. It's really cool and really good. And it's, it's definitely a very political thing. And in the wake of like Vietnam and stuff, and that's kind of what mm-hmm. they're, what they're really kind of getting at and protesting there, but mm-hmm. it is like so gritty and um yeah I, I i highly recommend this movie and it's on youtube for free the quality is not fantastic but it's not mm-hmm. awful either it's definitely watchable i'll check it out when did this come out 1971 okay yeah it's um and and, and it's just i don't it just feels so real like it really does feel so real um and i've been having a, a good time kind of getting into sort of these like fictional sort of 
documentaries um, as well. Uh, and then just one last one that I'll mention that I saw um, is this uh, is is this other documentary, which if you're ready for this name, it's it's quite crazy. It's Symbiopsychotaxoplasm, take one. Have you ever heard of this movie? I have not, but that title is insane. Yeah, it's a it's a Criterion uh, film, and mm-hmm. um, it's a there's a camera crew at the park. I'm pretty sure it's Central Park, mm-hmm. and they're filming a film like a regular movie, mm-hmm. and then that film crew that's filming the movie has a film crew that's filming them filming the movie. And mm-hmm. then there's a film crew filming the film crew that's filming them film the movie. So there's three sets of cameras and it's viewed from all these separate point of views. Mm-hmm. And it's it's a also kind of documentary slash fictional documentary. Because um, mm-hmm. the movie is not real that they're making, but it in turn becomes a real documentary because of that third camera just showing them make this film um interesting it's really really good and really really interesting and um a great look at filmmaking for anyone who's interested in uh getting an inside look at kind of filmmaking especially like independent run and gun filmmaking this is this is the one to 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 check out for sure so is the film they're making quote-unquote that does that that have the title or how does that title the title doesn't know the title of the movie they're filming is like over the cliff. Mm-hmm. And uh, I I couldn't even tell you because I didn't do any research into what symbiopsychotaxoplasm actually means. Mm-hmm. But um, but they ended up doing like a sequel many years later called symbiopsychotaxoplasm take two and a half, um, okay. which I think they all reunite maybe 30 years later at the park, like all the crew members and actors. Yeah. You're going to watch that one as well or? I'd be interested in checking it out. Um, mm-hmm. It's not held in as high regard as this one. This one's like very widely respected, but highly recommend checking this out, uh, Dino. And for anyone listening, this is a really a, a great, great watch. I'll check all of these out. All sound great. Yeah, it's super cool. Well, hey, you ready to uh, get into some old uh, Black Dynamite talk? Hell yeah, let's do it. All right, let's ride. Okay, and now we're going to talk about this week's film, which is Black Dynamite, came out in 2009, directed by Scott Sanders. And this is a very, very funny movie, one of the funniest movies I've ever seen. And you saw it for the first time. Yes. What did you think? I thought it was so funny and so cool and... um obviously loved that the entire thing was shot on 16 millimeter like it looks yep. incredible yep. um yeah incredible movie I, I i can't believe i i hadn't seen it until now honestly mm-hmm. Shame on so me. my second time watching it i saw it not even that long ago i think a year and a half ago maybe uh-huh the first time i've seen it and i was so shocked to hear you have never watched it because it's so right up your alley and i love yeah. how self-aware this film is Oh yeah, how did you come across it for the first time? Was it you just heard the name a bunch? You saw it, were you, you know, streaming or what? I I mean, I've heard of the name, but I didn't know what this film was about. And then I saw it on Netflix, and I was like, I'm just gonna check it out. Yeah, not knowing that it's so hilarious and like so self-aware and so 
I mean, the jokes are something else. I've never, never before like seen that in a film. Yeah, and it's it's so quick too. Like it's mm -hmm. just so fast and constantly from all angles. Yeah. You you miss a lot, and I noticed that when I watch it again. There's so many jokes I didn't pick up on. I feel like it's one of those movies that, like, like you said, kind of just on multiple viewings, just gets mm -hmm. better and better and better. Yeah. Did you have any favorite moments? Because I think that's the best way to talk about it because there's so many funny and iconic no, lines so, and moments. So many. I'm literally, as you're speaking, I'm literally typing in new notes because I'm like, oh my God, I forgot about that moment. But mm -hmm. my, my absolute favorite, which was just this very small moment, it was, and I forget who the dude was. It, it wasn't um, Black Dynamite. It was one of the guys that he was like chasing and he keeps looking back like while he's driving. And there's mm -hmm. one time where he's looking back for a long time and you see the green screen of the road is just a completely winding road, like on the side of a cliff. And yep. he's just perfectly like navigating it without even looking. It is mm -hmm. so funny. Yep. Um, it, it is so funny. I, I busted out laughing seeing that. Um, and then he drives off the cliff and just yeah. his car explodes. explodes. <laughs> that whole sequence is so funny. Mm. Um, Did you notice they reused that exact same scene when they dropped, like there was this scene with the helicopter and the magnet and they yeah. dropped the car and it's this exact same scene with the car. No, exploding. I didn't catch that. They reused that and it's so funny. Oh, that's hilarious. I did not catch that. I also love um, the uh, like earlier in the beginning when he like walks in and there's like three girls in his bed and one girl's like, oh, I missed you or whatever. He's like, Shh, you'll wake up the other bitches. <laughs> and there's just <laughs> there's like another girl head. like on the edge of the bed. <laughs> mm -hmm. That's so, funny. so there's, funny. There's one scene where he's sitting on a desk and he stands up and you see the mic. Yes. Like, Yes, yep. and it that stays was... there the whole time, and I I love that he, he like up. even notices it too. It's it's in that moment, like that scene does something really kind of crazy with the movie too, like mm -hmm. because at that point it's like it, it gives it a whole new layer because then you become aware that he's aware that he's making a movie, yeah. And then I start thinking, I'm like, oh my god, I was like so like, I was like, what is this actual guy like? And it's mm -hmm. uh, this character, but I don't know. It, that was super cool. It added like a whole new dimension to it that I wasn't expecting. So you're like breaking the fourth wall. A little exactly. Bit. Making it very meta. And like you said, very self-aware. Mm -hmm. That was one of my favorites. And there's one more where he's with like that old woman and he tries to like say his catchphrase. And then this girl finishes it for him and he just snaps yeah like, is that he's when he's like, like euphoria shut the fuck up send your yep. ass back to crenshaw yeah i don't even get a look i know it's you and she just yeah. like cries <laughs> so funny that is one of my favorite scenes because it's just like out of nowhere he just snaps at her snaps mm -hmm. it's um yeah dude that that movie and there was like a lot of really cool like technical stuff in it too mm -hmm. like one that was really hokey but still like came out pretty cool is when he's fighting like He's like doing his like kung fu training, mm -hmm. and like the one dude, like the 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 camera's like focused on the one guy he's fighting, and he'll look this way, and then he'll turn around, and Black Dynamite will be there. But yep. then you can obviously see Black Dynamite's shadow like running mm -hmm. to the other side, um, yep. where it's like the idea is still super cool, even if it's like done in a very funny kind of hokey way. Yep.
there's also one more moment where the other guy, like his friend, is fighting someone and he accidentally slaps him. Oh, like, yeah. Like, Motherfucker. Yeah. And then he just cuts to a new actor a playing. A completely him new guy. <laughs> yep. Like implying there was some sort of behind the scenes drama. Maybe he quit or something. Yes. That also that gives, it, gives so it that. So funny. Yep. Like you so mentioned, funny. this new element of, oh, they're making this film. Exactly. That it's like you are watching people make a movie as opposed to just watching a movie. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I thought that was super cool. Does it, has this guy, Scott, what's his, what's the director's name? Scott, Scott Sanders? Sanders. Has he done anything else that we we are, that we know of? Uh, not really. I mean, he made two other films. There's one called Thickest Thieves. Came out in 1999 starring Eric Alec Baldwin. And Michael J. White is also in it. No shit. Okay. But Two master of thieves go at odds with one another as one sets the other up for a crime. Hmm. Yeah. And there's one more called Aztec Warrior starring Terry Crews. And Luis Cruz. I just pulled that one up. How insane is that poster? Yep. It's crazy. What and year did that one come out? Does it low even say? quality as well. Yeah, it doesn't even say what year that one comes out mm-hmm. or came out. Interesting, but yeah, he really didn't make anything else, which is uh, weird. I mean, he's very talented and this film is so incredible. Yeah, have you, uh, I, I did some research and I'm sure you probably have too on kind of the the creation of this movie. Have you, did you read anything about how it was I made? Or, it was, this is kind of like a, a an idea birthed from the mind of Michael J. White. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is a character that he, I believe, created himself. And he, I, I guess, the outfit, like that blue outfit he wears, like at the end, mm-hmm. is the original outfit that, like, he bought himself and like put together and create created this character with. Mm-hmm. And he hits up Scott Sanders, and they go out with a Super Eight camera, mm-hmm. and for like five hundred bucks, they go out and make. Uh, a black dynamite trailer and they take the trailer out i I don't know if they did festivals or they just kind of sent it around or or like what they did but Mm -hmm. they essentially took the trailer out and sold the trailer in order to get the movie made um and i thought that that was really cool and really impressive and 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 you can kind of tell that this is something that michael j white it doesn't seem like it's just like a job that he did Mm -hmm. He seems yep. very much a part of it. And then obviously you see he was a part, uh, a co-writer in the film as well. Um, but uh, but yeah, I believe that this was a character that was kind of, um, you know, created uh, by him. Yeah. That's dope. Yeah. That's it, really it was saying that he used to like also host like a lot of like black exploitation like um, watch parties. Mm-hmm. And that was also kind of a part of the big influence in it as well. Because he would like, see like oh there's inconsistencies or like oh you can see that boom mic kind of coming down in that scene Mm -hmm. and they would all get a kick out of it and that's when he's like we should we should do something like with this and uh Mm -hmm. yeah that's awesome i wish they would make another one i think that'd be super cool yeah especially like like Mm -hmm. like a in way in the future i mean it's been almost 15 years since this came out which is crazy 14 next year will be 15 Mm -hmm yeah it's, um... i feel like if this 
I mean, I'm not sure how popular this film is because I don't see a lot of people talking about it. I know it's like a lot of people have seen clips from it and it's very yeah. funny. I'm not sure how many people like actually have seen I, the full movie and loved it. I think it's a true kind of cult classic yeah. and think it will be probably like in the long run, it'll gain popularity, but I think it'll always be looked at because it didn't make any money. Um, really? really like they had a budget for 2.9 and mm -hmm. the box office was under three hundred thousand oh. dollars um and you know i mean the they made they made money um because mm -hmm. for for uh distribution they got like two million dollars or something mm -hmm. in their deal to distribute mm -hmm. it so uh, michael j white and them I, I think all did fine but in terms okay. of the distributors and all that they they did not make very mm -hmm. much money <laughs> on this movie but that shouldn't hold them back because like like i no, said not I at all a lot more people finding it now finding appreciation for it and i think there's an audience for a second one 100 percent. and i are are you um this is something that i caught in in the film as well are, are you mm -hmm. a fan of earl sweatshirt the hip-hop artist yep i noticed a part when they cut to the guy cream corn mm -hmm. um and he's in the and he's in the salon yeah, there there is a a line that he says that I, like it hit me in a weird way, where it cuts to him. He's like, "Yep, yep." He's like, "I'm running things," and then he sings. He's like, "I'm running things," mm -hmm. and I was like, "That sounds really familiar." I was like, "What?" Is, I was like, "Is that a meme?" And then I was like, "Wait, no, that's from a song." And there's a song by Earl Sweatshirt called "The Mint," and in the very beginning, that that line is sampled. It's like, "Yep, I'm running things." And he's singing. He's oh, like, "I'm running things," and then oh, the song shit. comes in. Yeah. yeah, give it, give it a listen again. Um, after we get I off the to. pod, and, and you'll hear it. To. And I was like, "Wait!" I was like, "This isn't a song." I was like, "What song?" And I, I literally paused the movie. I was like, "What is this from?" And I was kind of like in my head, you know, when you kind of will let the rest of it play out. Mm -hmm. I was like, nah, yep. nah, nah. and I was like, "Oh my god, Earl Sweatshirt!" Holy shit! And then I googled it. I was like, "Oh my god, that's crazy." He needs to promote this film and make a sequel happen he <laughs> yeah he's gonna do something to get vince staples in there he needs to get tyler the creator all of them get all of them get the whole 100 percent. yeah what do they call but... it loiter loiter squad him and loiter squad was their show and odd future is like the the whole click yeah yep. they should get them in there and vince staple as well i think he would fit That'd in there be... That'd be super funny, but yeah, go go listen to that again, and and folks, go go listen to the uh, the song as well after you see the movie. It's uh, it's very funny. Yep. There's also what I this one running joke in the film with the singer always sings what is happening. It's very on the nose, not subtle at all. When he's like at the funeral of his little brother, <laughs> the guy sings, "I just lost my little brother." <laughs> Something like that it was so funny. Literally every time that he's singing, it's just describing the scene. Exactly. Yeah. Such a funny joke. It's so good. This movie really was just, yeah, man, this was super funny, man. I really had a, a, a really good time with this movie. Um, mm -hmm. And Michael J. White, he, it, it, it's, it's, I, this was post, um, post Dark Knight. I was kind of looking through his filmography and I was like, damn, I forget that he was in like so much like super dope shit um both before and after in like, dark night who did he play mm -hmm. he was the dude that the joker sends i'm pretty sure the pencil through his head 
I don't yeah. know if it's him, but he's leading the meeting of in that. that scene. Yeah. yeah, I remember. What else has he done? Because I'm not very familiar with him outside of. Yeah, so, so I he the TV was mainly his thing. I remember he was mm -hmm. in um, he was in a, a Tyler Perry show, um, mm -hmm. called uh or no, in a Tyler Perry movie called Why Did I Get Married. And I remember just seeing that on like TBS, like a, a channel here, like as a kid, a lot and watching it. And that's how I became familiar with him. And then when I saw him in Dark Knight, I was like, oh, that's that Tyler Perry guy. And then mm -hmm. I was like, oh, no, he's just like an actual dope, like, dude who is, um, which, by the way, like all of, like the fighting in this is him as well, which is fucking crazy. Interesting. Uh, so he did in, Black, fit, in Black Dynamite. Yeah. That's, mm -hmm. yeah, I was, well, I'm looking now. Uh, he has seven black belts in various types of karate, taekwondo. Um, like, the dude dude can fight, for real. Damn. Yeah. That's awesome. He was also on Spawn. What? I, oh. I never I never saw Spawn. He played Spawn. Yeah, I never saw it. it, it, it it's He's a superhero, Same. right, Spawn? He is, but I've never read any of the comic books. I've never seen... I think there's multiple movies or is there just one i i have no idea is spawn uh like a marvel property or dc I or is it, it is. a different thing yeah i think it's just i'm not sure what oh, company image comics I'm not sure what oh, that is but... okay yeah that's started as like an indie company it says Maybe. yeah it says they're the third largest comic book direct market mm -hmm. i'm assuming they're behind marvel and dc respectively I think it started with a couple of writers from Marvel and DC. Oh, cool. Like stepping away from Marvel and DC and making their own publishing brand, pretty much, if I'm not mistaken. Cool. Yeah, no, he was in there, and I think that was the only movie, and then there was an HBO animated series. Mm -hmm. um, but I guess they're doing an upcoming reboot with Jamie Foxx and Jeremy Renner. I've heard about that, yeah. The creator, I think it's called Seth MacFarlane. It's not Seth MacFarlane. McFarlane, well, it's McFarlane Toys, Todd McFarlane. Todd McFarlane, not Seth. Seth's the family yeah, guy. Family guy, yeah. Yeah, but he, he made him and he sells toys and things like that. So he's very much behind the process of making this new film. So Yeah, I know I know that you, you said you hadn't seen it or really read mm -hmm. it, but are you are you fam familiar with, with Spawn at all as a, as a superhero? Not really. I mean, I've seen comic panels from it. I've seen art, but I've never read anything. I don't know anything about him, about the story. Nothing really. Yeah, I. it looks super cool. Like, I'm just kind of doing some research now because I've never heard of this. Mm -hmm. um, is he a superhero or super villain? Superhero slash hero, thigh hero. Yeah. yeah. Huh. Probably kills people, but like for a good cause. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah this this looks really neat i'm trying to see because it keeps saying it's like oh he's this movie's well known for him being the first like black um superhero superhero portrayed on film but or to feature an african-american actor portraying a major comic book superhero but he is a black character like in the comics as well that's what i was looking to see okay interesting hmm. Well, that's check that cool. out. yeah. I'm gonna add that to the watch list right now on Letterboxd. Mm -hmm. I'm curious to know what the uh, what the rating is on there as well. But yeah, it's not very good. 
it's not very good. I think it's like 2.2, 2.3, something like that. Fuck it. I'll but still, I'll, I'll still I'll check give it a shit out. Hell, Hell yeah. yeah. It's like, I like, I kind of like superhero movies that are like sort of off the beaten path. Like those mm-hmm. I'll check out. Like, I think I talked about it once on the pod. I don't remember if you said you'd seen it. Dark Man, the Sam Raimi film. I haven't, but we talked about it. Yeah, which I think that yeah. might be completely original character he made, or is that a comic book too? I'm not familiar with it, so it might be an original character. Okay, um, but like something like that where I'm like, this is super mm-hmm. cool, or like even like Blade, which is Marvel, yeah. but is not like the main, at least I don't see Blade as being like a a super, like a Superman, Spider-Man, Batman, like that mm-hmm. level. Um, yeah. Or like Ghost Rider, like I would love to see Ghost, like like movies like this that are done cool. So I'll check out Spawn for sure. Hell yeah, me too. It looks cool. Badass. Yeah, shout out to Michael J. White for for being a badass and for being a great fighter. He seems really cool, like especially with him having this idea, putting together the costume, and then just going out shooting this. He's funny. He's badass. He yeah. He's he's got it all for sure. Hell yeah, we should get him to make a next one. We need the sequel. I know. I I wonder where they could where they could take it from, from from there. Um, mm-hmm. But I guess like with so many black exploitation films, you're really kind of using and recycling a lot of different uh, different actors and characters. Are are you familiar with any uh, black exploitation films? Like any of the movies that kind of they were parodying parodying in this? I don't think so. I mean, I've seen a couple, but I think it's probably referencing more of the older ones. Yeah, like kind of what like what I mean, like like from ones? yeah, so from like the seventies is really like even this is like black exploitation, but it's also mm-hmm. more so just like an homage to it. Whereas I feel like the true era was from like the late sixties into like the seventies, um, particularly the seventies. But the big ones are going to be like Superfly, which they made a remake of maybe mm-hmm. five to ten years ago, somewhere in between mm-hmm. there. Um, another one is going to be uh shaft which they've done a fair share of remakes with and i think yep. samuel l jackson is is like the modern um shaft yep. i think um, so and um yeah i they they've done a lot of sequels for shaft too but the original is fucking dope across mm-hmm. 110th street a lot of people look at jackie brown the tarantino movie as a black exploitation um but it's essentially just playing on Foxy Brown and Cleopatra mm. Jones and some of these Pam Greer movies. Um, but yeah, there's there, there's a ton of these really good movies. Cotton Comes to Harlem is another funny uh, mm. and also badass one that comes to mind. I need to watch more of them because I haven't seen a lot. I haven't even watched Jackie Brown. It's one of oh, really? Tarantino films I haven't seen yet. Oh, dude, that's literally one of the best Tarantino movies. That shit is really? so good. Yeah, that movie is incredible. I think... Mm-hmm. Well, honestly, I think for the most part, people don't really give it that much cred. I think now they do. I think now there's more of a renaissance yeah. behind it. But yeah. at the time and over the last maybe 10 years, I don't think it was really held in that high of regard. I think and I think if you ask most of the people, like I, I guarantee you on your page, if you put up like a poll of people to rank the Tarantino movies, I'd be willing mm-hmm. to bet majority of people would put it probably bottom one or two. I guarantee you. Yeah, might I bet be. you. I bet you the bottom three would contain Death Proof and Jackie Brown would be in there as well. I think those are the two I have not seen yet. I've seen all these other ones because they're not the well known ones. And I think 
Mm-hmm. I think we talked about it before too, where we looked up, or maybe I looked up and I brought it up, um, the Wes Anderson rankings. How just by default everyone puts Bottle Rocket as dead last because they either haven't seen it or it's not like oh my god it's not like Grand Budapest or like any of these Isle of Dogs but it's mm-hmm. like this is like one of the best things he ever fucking made but these people yep. just haven't seen it so they just put it at the bottom. Jackie mm-hmm. Brown is one of those I think for but for Tarantino. Mm-hmm. Is it the same because with Wes Anderson um, and Bottle Rocket he didn't have that certain style yet and i think that's why a lot of people don't like it because they go that's, back yeah so jackie brown has style tarantino had the style from the get-go i think so um, the same one he had with pulp fiction and his other ones exact same only better like mm-hmm. and it's it's pure tarantino where every movie is essentially just a rip of a different movie but he mm-hmm. just then adds so much shit this is the mm-hmm. one where it's not so much singled in on one movie that he's kind of ripping like some of mm-hmm. all the others oh and pulp fiction really isn't one movie um yep. but this one is just like a whole like composite of so many black exploitation and like mm-hmm. 70s movies like it really it really gets in there um mm-hmm. and it's the only movie that he that is based on like a that is based on like a novel um mm-hmm. it's based on an elmore elmore leonard novel i believe mm-hmm. I know Tarantino loves black exploitation films, so I highly recommend Jackie Brown. Jackie mm-hmm. Brown is in my top probably three Tarantino movies, I would say. I'll check it out for sure. I need to finish finish his filmography, especially with his last film coming soon-ish. Ish, yeah. Um, highly, highly recommend that that movie. But yeah, I, I don't think most people have seen Jackie Brown. But um, but yeah, those are some of the real kind of good black exploitation both from like the classic era and from, mm-hmm. from more modern you know hell yeah but back to black dynamite yeah what do you think his i'm not sure if you would really watch films like his character but if you yeah. had to make it top four do you have something in mind yeah so i mean superfly really was like a main one um mm-hmm. that that came to mind when i was watching because mm-hmm. it's almost the most, I mean, it's still like a very serious movie, but it's still very over the top and bombastic. So I feel like Superfly would be a movie that he would for sure be checking out and being like, yeah, this is pretty sweet. Like I, mm-hmm. I, 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 I'm gonna be like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also I think another one is Sweet, Sweet, Sweetback's Badass Song. Um, if never you heard that. never, okay. Nope. This is like one of the early black exploitation movies. Mm-hmm. Um, and has been parodied and homage to countless amount of times in various films over the years. And it was directed by Melvin Van Peebles. And his son is a director now, Mario Van Peebles. Mm-hmm. Um, and his son actually made a movie about the making of Sweet Sweetback, um, which is also very meta because Mario is in it as a young boy playing his father as a child. Mm, um, that's cool. But, but yeah, that's that's another one where it's very over the top and there's literally a scene of Mario Van Peebles as a child having sex with a grown ass woman. Like they're showing it in sweet, sweet back. And that's some shit I could see black dynamite being like, yeah, yeah. You know, just being super into. So yeah, yeah. those are my two, I think at least for, yeah, sure. for movies, that I think um, Michael J or, or black dynamite would, would like. Mm-hmm. Damn. I mean, going with Tarantino, I think he would either 
absolutely love Django Unchained or absolutely hate it. I think it could go either way. I think he might like it and he might look up who Tarantino is and then he's like, oh, I'm not, I don't like this anymore. But I, I feel like he would like it secretly. He'd be like, man, that's really dope. But I don't want to publicly say that I love that. Yep. That's one, but I'm not sure about another one. You might have to help me with this one because. Yeah, I I think. Hmm. I'm trying to think about really, there's a movie called Cotton, which I mentioned earlier, Cotton Films to Harlem. Mm -hmm. That is like a laugh out loud riot. Like the movie is so funny. Um, Mm -hmm. And it's from that era. Let me, let me, I don't want to fuck up the year, but it's from that same main era. I want to say, I want to say it was 1974 when it came out, but Mm -hmm. uh, it's, it's very funny and over the top. And it, uh, it's a, it's a really, it's a, it's a must see as well from, oh, it came out in 1970. Um, but highly recommend and, and definitely, uh, should be added to the, uh, to the watch list for must see black exploitation movies. Hell yeah. Then we have his top four. Yes, sir. Awesome. And then there's oh. one more thing to do, which might yes. be a little hard with this one, but on a scale from one to 10, one to ten fake afro wigs that's a good one what was that that ale the thing they were drinking to make their dick small what was that oh my god i completely forgot about that oh my god what was that called malt oh oh malt? my god it, it was that malt liquor but what what was the name of the um wasn't like anaconda cobra malt liquor it was anaconda brand malt liquor yeah, yeah. okay um yeah it, it's formulated to give you a little dick yeah. um on a scale of one to ten bottles of anaconda malt liquor um i mean i think i'm i'm a solid zero but I, in terms of the i guess we have to think of it not if we are them but if we can relate in some sort of yep. way yep and I think I, I think I'll give it like a five, a five or a five. six. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because he is someone that I kind of like, yeah, he's super funny and I can get down with this and he's got a good sense of humor and he's self-aware. That's true. Sadly, not as badass as him. Yeah. So that's why I can't give it a high one. Yeah. It's probably like a two. Yeah. Maybe like the humor, that's an aspect, but. Yeah. yeah. And I, I like the self-awareness that he has and. But mm-hmm. yeah, I can't really can't really relate at all to uh to mm-hmm. old black dynamite there whatsoever. Yep. <laughs> well, um but I guess it's it's about that time then for uh mm-hmm. for uh for the uh picking of the next uh episode, uh the next film for those who are unfamiliar or need a refreshing every week at the end of our discussion, we um we go through uh each of our lists that we have provided. And we randomly pick on his, uh, with a random number generator, 1 to 20, and uh, and see what movie we're going to watch. Uh, last week, Black Dynamite was from Dino's list. This yep. week, we will be picking one from mine. So, uh, oh, I guess I'll ready. pull up the random number generator, and then you tell me which mm-hmm. one on the list it is. Yep. So let me pull it up. 1 to 20. All right, you got it up. You ready? Yeah, I'm ready. All right. Give me number 15 on there, please. Number 15 is The Heartbreak Kid, 1972. Oh, fuck yeah. This movie is super funny. 
Mm-hmm. I've never heard of it. Oh, really? They made a remake in like the early 2000s with Ben Stiller. It was directed by the Farrelly brothers, I think. Um, but they did do a remake in, in like the early to mid 2000s, which is just pure shit. But um, the original is so funny and it's on YouTube. Again, print okay. quality, not fantastic, but it is watchable and it is mm-hmm. on YouTube to watch for free. Anybody can go on YouTube worldwide and go watch it for free. It looks interesting. It's very funny. It is mm-hmm. very, very funny. It has Charles Grodin and it has Sybil Shepard, arguably at her most attractive. And mm-hmm. uh, it's directed by Elaine May, uh, one of the all-time great comedy directors. Um, and uh, yeah, I guess to give a quick synopsis for anyone who doesn't uh, who doesn't know The Heartbreak Kid, um, it, it came out in 1972. It stars Charles Grodin. He just got married. Um, mm-hmm. And they go on their honeymoon to Miami. Um, so it is a great Florida movie as well for me. And mm-hmm. um, they, he starts to kind of get to know her a little better and finds her to be very unlikable. Uh, and mm-hmm. he's just so annoyed by her. So when he goes out um, to spend some time alone, he meets Sybil Shepard, um, who's just unbelievably attractive. And he falls in love with her while on the honeymoon with his mm-hmm. actual new wife. Um, so Sounds yeah, cool. it's very funny, and uh, like I said, absolutely anybody anybody can see it on mm-hmm. on YouTube. Hell yeah! So once again, no excuse. Watch it and then... no excuses whatsoever. Yep. And um, yeah. yeah, like that. That concludes another episode of uh, of literally me. You want anything you want to uh, shout out or any final thoughts before we sign off? Nothing really. I mean, Barbie's coming up soon. So Oppenheimer as well. Oppenheimer might have, might have something cool in the works for that possibly stay tuned yep. um yeah. yeah man and i'm i'm off to go see uh across the spider-verse in about an hour and a half i know the movie came out damn near a month ago but i finally mm-hmm. was able to wrangle up my two homies who've seen it to uh seen the first one to uh to go check it out so i'm super stoked for matinee over here i'll be watching it at noon let's um, so go just about an hour and a half i'm gonna get myself a glizzy from the mm-hmm. maybe two glizzies and and go to mm-hmm. town yeah have some fun yeah, yeah i'm excited to hear your thoughts and then talk about it next week likewise man very excited all right well thanks for listening again folks black dynamite uh if you listen to this pod and still haven't seen it um <laughs> go out and see it and then otherwise go out and see a heartbreak kid and yeah it's always fun talking to you dino i'll talk to you in a week same bye bye all right see you homie